The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Up with people. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and an eruption of disruption. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we ponder leaving the land with 32-bit apps and moving to a 64-bit world. And we also have some news. News. We're mulling and pondering? Yeah, it's it's a very contemplative, it's kind of like a Walden Pond thing, <laughs> except without the pond and actually going outdoors and all that. You got all literary and stuff, didn't you? Know, you? I spent a lot of time you in the book review. Yourself. It happens. You can't help yourself. Um, would you like some news? No, you know what? Before we go to oh, news. Oh, you have, yes, you, you, you had a project you update. wanted to share. Update. From update. Do we need Central. like the little ticky tacky update? Like Les Yeah. You do realize that if you guys listened to last week's show, I am totally on board with getting off the cloud yes. and having storage and RAID. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're RAID, on about getting I, off the cloud. I'm on about getting off the cloud. But getting off the cloud involves actually having gear that actually works. That helps. And my cheese grater decided, pick this time. You know, this was the integral part of the whole thing. My cheese grater with all the with yes, all the bays you're, you're and all that. Yes, perfectly customizable Mac, Mac Tower, yes. Right, exactly. 2008. I jammed 32 gigs of RAM in this thing. I was ready. I was ready. You were and primed. I was primed. And then all of a sudden, I start getting these weird errors. And then the beach balling. And then the thing crashed in the middle. Was I, it I think too I, much? I don't know what was going on. Actually, I identified the problem. It ended up being... The USB three card, okay. like I've been, not the card itself, but every time I plugged in any type of USB peripheral, a USB three peripheral, because uh-huh. you know an early two thousand eight uh, Mac Pro, yeah, it was not going to have necessarily the faster. Desi- exactly, it's not designed for that. So uh, as soon as I unplugged it, it worked, but it took me. 72 hours to figure this out. You had to methodically test every component. No, there's no... Okay, there was some cursing involved. Yanking stuff out, yeah. Yanking stuff out, dragging stuff, slamming things, and finally I figured it out, but it was like 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. So I did not get to load up SoftRaid and play around with it. Yeah. And now I'm spending my day on Newegg, like, looking for enclosures. Yeah, now do you need to get a new USB 3 card? Was it something where that card didn't like the bus? Or what I was going on there? I don't know what's going on. I have a sneaking suspicion it's drawing too much power, or at least the peripherals that I'm putting on there are drawing too much power. I really don't want to go on the road of buying, like, new cards and stuff because, you know, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. And I end up with, like, a $400 you know, card, yeah. a PCIe card that I'm only going to use for like, you know, but this one does have USB-C. Oh, okay. Which is all the rage. Is, is it Thunderbolt compatible USB-C? Yeah. You see, I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. That's what I got to figure out. If it is, then I'm good because then I'll go through that, set up a Thunderbolt raid. And it will be so fast. It would be so fast. It would be like blazing, like greased lightning. So Ooh. those are my, uh, my adventures in movie in my head. There you go. See? All right. It's only fair. All right. John Travolta. John Travolta. John. Neutron bomb. Yes. All right. All so, right. So, so okay. Well, good luck. Uh, we, we we will have another update about this next week. Hey, yo, and that's Pop Tech Jam for you. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we still got Yeah, we, we have to talk about stuff scary stuff that happened in the world. Oh, and, well, and some scary, scary some fun. And, scary. and this was a big week for anniversaries, too. All right, that's not going to help because you're still going to scare me. Well, I'm scaring you out of love because <laughs> we need to be aware of what's out there. Is that what it is? You're it scaring is. me out of love. All right, fair enough. Yes, and, and you know, the more you know, as the they say. The more you know, that's Knowledge right. Knowledge is power. PSA. There Scantia you go. Scantia es potentia, as they <laughs> said in the Rome there. 
All right. Um, you just cussed me out, didn't you? No. No? Right. No. It, it was enough. some Latin, probably right. badly mispronounced because I took Greek. But anyway, um, let us have some news. news. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease this with some, some, you know, familiar territory uh-huh. here. All right. Now, it doesn't quite have the same ring as Justice League, but a group of technology companies are teaming up to fight violent extremism in their own way. Mm-hmm. This week, Twitter, Facebook, Microsoft, and YouTube announced the formation of the Global Internet Forum to Counter Terrorism. That's an actual pronoun, the Global Internet Forum to Counter Terrorism. Gotcha. Do they have a whole of justice? Uh, not yet, okay. but as the name suggests, this new partnership is going after uh, sort of the violent uh, terrorism and extremism posts online. And uh, they you mean want like the to. beheading videos? Yeah, and a like lot that? of the. Yeah, and the that's the a good sort thing. Of, uh, I'm behind this. Yeah, radicalizing yeah. Uh, people. So yeah. they are, have promised that they're going to look out for this stuff on their consumer services and be really hostile to these people and either take this stuff down or mm-hmm. demote them down in rankings if it's sort of borderline. As a post on the Twitter blog explains, we believe that by working together, sharing the best technological and operational elements of our individual efforts, we can have a greater impact on the threat of terrorist content online. Now, the new uh, team, which it doesn't really have a pronounceable acronym. Well, it's come like on, really? GIFKIT. GIFKIT. Uh, they G-I-F-C-T. Could. Yeah, because you can get in a little trouble there anyway. They gotta, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They um, got to work a little harder at these yeah, things. Yeah, they, they really need a snappy pronounceable acronym here. Yeah. Shield, you know, that that kind of way they got to figure out the letters that would go there. But once they get that done, uh, they do plan to uh, build on initiatives, including the EU Internet Forum and the Shared Industry Hash Database to sort of Mm -hmm. cross-reference when some of this stuff is going up. Uh, They're also in discussions with the UK government and uh, conclusions of the recent G7 and European Council meetings on how to best combat terrorism and extremism online. Right, right. The group plans collaboration with smaller tech companies, civil society groups, uh, and academics. Always good to bring the academics in. Absolutely. They'll also have some government and supranational bodies, such as the EU and the UN. So they're all teaming together. Supernatural bodies? Oh, supranational. Yeah, and and then they'll get the witches and with the supernatural and the ghosts. That's, that's, uh, you realize that's the way I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, you'd like to think of them. But now now going back to the Justice League part, though. They're going to have a whole of justice. Well, I think that'll come eventually. They've got to get an acronym that works first. But for the Justice League, that film is currently uh, scheduled for release on November 17th this year. After Josh Whedon took over finishing the project in May after original director Zack Snyder stepped down to deal with a family tragedy. Yeah. So uh, just keeping all of our film fans in the loop. Josh uh, Whedon's a good choice, though. Yeah. The, well, he came in to do some, I think he was going to punch up the dialogue because they realized, oh, it's a DC movie. It needs some dialogue help. And so, and he's all mad at Marvel from, you know, what happened with the Avengers. So he was on board and then Zack Snyder had this horrible family tragedy happen. So... Joss, who was there anyway and has picked up projects before, kind of stepped in. So he's the one that's doing all the post-production and trying to get this thing into theaters in November. So Let's be honest. The only reason to watch this movie in November is for Gail Gadot. Yes. Gadot. I got it right, right? Uh, Gal Gadot, but yes. Gal Gadot. That's yes. it. Gail Gadot, Gal yeah. Gadot. Same yeah. thing. Waiting for Gadot. Yeah, no, no. Wonder uh, Woman. Yes, Wonder Woman. Because she was amazing. Yes. In the movie. Absolutely amazing. I didn't realize she could do comedy. Yeah. She was very sympathetic, and she kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Totally kicked ass. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the the time in the Israeli army as a combat trainer, I'm sure, held, not a lot of actors have that on their resumes yeah. as a, for an action movie. You Certainly know? Uh, Ben Affleck doesn't. Nope. With the, you know, with making the duck lips to make Batman, whatever it is. And who's that beefy dude that's playing Aquaman? I forget his name, but he is memorable part of the trailer. Yeah, he he might look good too. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see because a lot of people have the super friends Aquaman stuck in their mind <laughs> who 
<laughs> was just, uh, of course, the guy was always the butt of jokes. He was, yeah. you know, he talked to fish and he wore little green tights and an orange. Yeah, I did, always respected Aquaman. You respected Aquaman. I didn't like Plastic Man. Plastic Man annoyed the crap out of me. See, mm-hmm. yeah, Plastic Man. Yeah. Always, even to this day. And then I, didn't, I realized they also had an elongated man. Yeah. Which really confused me when I was a kid. Yeah, I think that was probably some comic book franchises that there sort you of, go. they had the same idea. Yeah, and that or they so- picked up a, like a faucet thing like yeah. they did with Shazam. So where were you on Green Lantern Corps? Uh, you original Hal Jordan or you? Yeah, uh, no, I'm a Hal Jordan guy all yeah. the way. Hal Jordan all the way. Although John Stewart. Yeah, no, he's you nice. Know. And I got Alan Scott and the, the Earth 2 one with Jade yeah, Obsidian. Now I've, I've lost total track. Really? Not. There's yeah, like well, there were so, so many, many of them. Green Lanterns now. It's just out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize we just completely went off yeah, the rails totally and slid down the, the, the ditch here. Should yeah, we go back to the that, scary real world? Yeah. You hear that sound? That's everybody turning off the mm-hmm. show. It's like, skip, skip. Yeah, yeah. 15 seconds ahead. 15 mm-hmm. seconds. Yes. Especially the Marvel fans. But anyway, let's get back to Europe here. Oh, um, uh, you're going to scare me now, right? Yeah, because there was another the global part. cyber attack. Every time there. we go to Europe, you scare me. Well, every it's, time there's always something scary. There. Yeah, there, absolutely. You know what happens in Europe usually comes over here. Yeah. Another global cyber attack on Tuesday. One familiar to the WannaCry ransomware. Uh, remember that one that mm-hmm. shut down the hospitals and the airports and all that stuff. I uh, do indeed. I do indeed. Yes, this new threat has been dubbed uh, Petya or Petwarp. Uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong in Russian. Gadot. Yes. It's Gadot. Yes, uh, that that particular uh, new ransomware, uh, and it seems to have started in Russia and Ukraine, uh, where I'm it hit a major oil company, banks, uh, some Absolutely government agencies, shocked. an airport, a shipping company, and then it kind of spread west to France and Britain and beyond. Uh, I believe it's probably in the states now too, because these things travel. It's like a World War II thing you're talking about. It here. is a uh, global cyber warfare, uh, but but some of the Russian companies were the ones that got hit. So. Whoever unleashed it, it took out some of their infrastructure. It just became unwieldy. And, and if this just is not like, Korea again, everyone is going to be so totally mad oh, at yeah, them. They're going to get. They're going to They're going to be miffed. Yeah, be but miffed. they, uh, the security professionals, have looked at this code and said, like, "Well, this is." They think it's using the same NSA tools mm-hmm. uh, that were stolen that kind of made WannaCry be so ferocious. And so, and they haven't, like, pinpointed any um, blame yet. But the thing is also going through the same holes in unpatched Windows systems as the first one did because a lot of people said, oh, they stopped that WannaCry so quickly. I'm not going to apply these patches that Microsoft put out. Remember, and then the thing, the next thing comes on through. So Yeah, and remember, Microsoft blamed us. Mm-hmm. They said we weren't updating. Yes, yes. We put these patches and we make them for you and you don't put them on. Do you realize, do you remember all those sci-fi movies where it was going to be like a giant super bug that was going to get out of control and devastate and destroy all of humanity? Yeah. You realize that it's this NSA tool that's doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's the super bug that's yeah. destroying us. It's, it's a very fast movie. It's like the world's most boring sci-fi movie. Contamination. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, Patch your XP system, yeah, exactly. Man. Exactly. Who's the champion? The IT guy. Yeah. We're finally champions. Finally. Right, we're the heroes. About time to, yeah, that kid in England who stopped the last one. I hope he's around. Yeah, uh, we're not Ethel anymore. We are Lucy, finally. Yes, uh, the, the one <sighs> thing in this story that sort of brought my uh, attention back to it, the Chernobyl nuclear plant uh, had to switch to manual control to monitor radiation levels because they're using Windows-based software over there and it got overwhelmed. <sighs> see, this was the part that you were going to set up for me, right? Mm-hmm. You see, 
my eye is twitching. Now, now. This is not fun. Put some eye drops in it. It'll be fine. Uh, Now, another security news. There was also a sustained attack on the UK Parliament's uh, computer network last weekend. And so they had to shut down all of the external email access, which I don't know how much the members of Parliament email on the weekend. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't that. I know they've been like sending jokes about Theresa May back and forth because of Brexit. There you go. There you go. But uh, a lot of stuff happening over there. Yes. Um, but uh, on non-hack security-related news out of Europe... Uh, the I Euro- noticed you didn't say happy. Well, it's, it's not happy for Google. Uh, the European oh. Commission oh, uh, yes. announced that record-setting $2.7 billion with a B-dollar fine against Google for antitrust practices. Wow. That's going to sting. Yeah, that's apparently that's, that's well, they said it's like three percent of their monthly t- alphabet overall. It, it's hold on, three percent. They they get a lot of money over there, uh, but it's a it's a chunk. It's a it's the so biggest fine ever. I think it, it tops that one uh, that they did on Intel in two thousand nine. So that's sofa cushion money for them. Yeah, it's like oh, they shake just, out. Uh, the, yeah, they just shake out the cushion. Oh, yeah, see? here's you know wow. four thousand bags of Doritos and two point <laughs> seven billion dollars. That's my sofa. Yes, that's my sofa. Which flavor? Hot Cheetos. Oh yes. That's a, that's the rave. It People is a rave. Nothing yeah. about anyway. Off the rails again. Off the rails, but uh, Google uh, has, I guess, has a ninety percent share of the search market in most of Europe, and um, the European Commission thinks that they systemically boosted their own comparison shopping service and demoted those of rivals. Shocked. I'm uh, shocked. You know, gobsmacked. Not, even. Yes, I'm not, not even the level playing field there. Um, but uh, the Commission has said Google has ninety days to stop favoring its own shopping service or face a further penalty per day of up to five percent of Alphabet's daily global turnover. And this is just the first of three investigations the EU is doing into Google's practices over there in mm. Europe. Um, they are also uh, taking a look at uh, the dominance of Android and uh, how Google is using that to to perhaps uh, squash its rivals. And uh, there's also another case uh, where they are um, looking at uh, blocking rivals in online search advertising. So so the EU is not having any of this. Uh, yeah. Now, for its part, Google issued a response in a blog post that was subtitled The Other Side of the Story. Oh, really? Where they had some things to say and uh, what they said in part, we think our current shopping results are useful and a much improved version of the text-only ads we showed a decade ago showing ads that include pictures, ratings, and prices, benefits us, our advertisers, and most of all, our users. And we show them only when your feedback tells us they are relevant. Thousands of European merchants use these ads to compete with larger companies like Amazon and eBay. So look over there, over oh, there, big companies. Snap. Uh, and uh, Google uh, is apparently uh, considering appealing this ruling. So they're saying that, well, we, we had to do all this because we had to compete with Amazon and eBay because they are just as big and it's, it's this big dog fight here. Oh, boy. I don't know if that's going to fly. I doubt it. But uh, while Google is saying it needs to compete with Amazon in the online shopping world, Amazon is accusing Walmart of bullying it uh, and its technology partners into not using um, Amazon Web Services. Now, hold on. I'm losing their... track here. Amazon yeah. is blaming Walmart. Yes. Yeah, so, so Google's blaming Amazon. Google's but then over here Amazon. on this side of the pond, Amazon Amazon's is blaming, blaming Walmart because they're saying Walmart is telling its customers not to use Amazon's cloud computing services. And you, what are they going to use? Walmart? Does Walmart now have cloud computing uh, no, services? No, Walmart's using Microsoft's Azure. And oh. so they're saying to use this. And so Amazon got all butthurt about that. And like, <laughs> no, you can't be, you know, bullying customers. Can we, can we actually say that and keep a clean tag? I, I think butthurt? that's a clean tag. Butthurt. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a wine terminology, right? It's, uh, it's from the wine country. I, I think it's a, a feeling of, of being wounded. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay. But yeah, the, the, uh, Amazon was sad. Clean tag. Yeah. 
you know, nice big shiny <laughs> clean tag. Shiny clean tag. Um, Walmart actually copped to saying, well, maybe we did kind of tell people that we prefer that you don't use our rival software just out of, uh, you know. Loyalty? Yeah, I believe uh, the Walmart spokesman, uh, the statement was, our vendors have the choice of using any cloud provider that meets their needs and their customers' needs. So they put that out there. Uh, And then he said, it shouldn't be a big surprise that there are cases in which we'd prefer our most sensitive data isn't sitting on a competitor's platform. Yeah, you so know what? Kind of I kind of sort of see that. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so that's what Walmart said. And then so they weren't hiding behind it. Uh, but there are a lot of companies that do uh, like Amazon's web services, Airbnb, Netflix, General Electric, and apparently the CIA uses Amazon whoa, whoa, web whoa, services. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Stop, I hope stop, that's for stop. the unclassified systems. I don't know. They don't put it on the public thing like last week. Yeah, what was yeah, that company? The, that yeah, they, the, uh, yeah, they the don't put it on a public analytics server. company, yeah. yeah so, nice. All right. So all the big companies are just like hating on each other this week. Yeah, well, it's 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 doggy dog. Yeah, but, uh, but we'll move on here. Okay. Uh, after we recorded last week's show, uh, Uber's major investors finally kicked Travis uh, Kalanick to the curb, and he stepped down as a company's CEO. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it when you called him Kalanick. I know. That it kind of seemed like it was the more natural more pronunciation. Yeah. I'm sure it was just, you know, yeah. Freudian yeah. slipping all Freudian, over the place. Absolutely. Um, but as we all know, the company was having a rough ride with the allegations of sexual harassment. Golf Another clap bad. on the rough ride. Nicely done. I don't know. I get well that one by it. Nice. Um, uh, and I think that all started, uh, well, it had been going on, but that blog post yeah. that that woman put out that just sort of laid Thankfully it there. Yes. Uh, and and people paid attention uh, for the first time. Uh, but speaking of uh, bad behavior, venture capitalist Justin Kalbeck uh, resigned from Binary Capital after allegations of unwanted sexual advances by several female entrepreneurs. Uh, he says he's seeking professional counseling for that. Really? Yeah. That's nice. I, I got some counseling for him. Mm-hmm. You can get some Bronx-style counseling Yeah, exactly. There. Just I'm, I'll slap him in the neck. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he needs. Yeah, stick his head Ab- in the mailbox, abs. that kind of thing. <laughs> Swirly. He needs a swirly. <laughs> Old That's school. what he needs. Old school. All right. I, I don't understand these Silicon dude bros. What is going on over there? I think it's a feeling of, you know, being, you know, powerful. And yeah. Oh, it's just so ridiculous. It just. Well, we see really, yeah, the Wolf of really Wall Street. Ridiculous. We've seen this sort of alpha male behavior before. And I've always hated that attitude. I went to an all boys high school and I spent my life having a deal with these schmucks. Mm-hmm. That's. We can keep a game tag with As long as Apple doesn't speak Yiddish, but yes. Okay, fair enough. Dealing with these guys. Talk about toxic masculinity. It's like a perfect example This is where you need those nuns and those nuns that used to smack you around. Oh, are you kidding me? With wooden spoons. Mm -hmm. Just a whole, like, platoon of them. Yeah, they'll fix they'll fix Silicon Alley right up. Yeah, you just send this like squadron of the nuns, nuns out squad, there. Yeah. the nun squad with wooden spoons. All right, so we fix that uh, problem now. Nice, there you go. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Neither one of us really use it, but it's in the news all the time. Uh, recently introduced a new Snap Map feature that lets friends see each other on a map. The location sharing is becoming very popular. <sighs> Google's added it to Google Maps. So there's all these Find My Friends apps, Glimpse, all that. So hold on a second. If I'm on Snap, I can like. Ping wherever my friends are. Yeah, you go are. to the map area and then you see, and it'll just automatically show your friends. Privacy advocates note that uh, while the map feature is opt in, uh, it does broadcast your exact location to everyone on your list every time you open the app. You see, and I was considering letting my daughter get on Yeah, Snap. Well, I, I believe it's sort of a time expired. I think it's like an eight hours thing or something. And uh, it's okay, opt in. But it's still, but it's yeah, still. It's, uh, 
So, so maybe not so much for the. Oh uh, uh, yeah, no, 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 uh-uh, not gonna happen. Yeah, you, you, gonna yeah, happen. the the, uh, the the privacy issue. I, I I can't imagine being a parent these days with just the amount of. It just takes it's settings a, and privacy. Are things you kidding you have to go me? Through. It's a, like a whole thing. You got to go through. It's like you, you literally need a handbook now. So um, all right, so so no snap map for her. <laughs> no snap mapping. Yes, um, the McMansion Hell blog. Wait, what? What? Yeah, we're moving on. The Man- have you ever heard of the McMansion Hell blog? It's no, sort of but a, I think I like it. It's a architectural uh, criticism site. McMansion? Uh, you mean I, I'm I'm assuming they're anti McMansion? Yeah, I believe they are. Perhaps making fun of the the big uh, unimaginatively constructed houses. Hell blog. That's just so of, great. Uh, suburbs. Yeah. Uh, they uh, are in trouble with Zillow. Uh, the real estate website popped off a cease and desist letter to the architectural criticism site saying the use of actual photos uh, of the homes uh, that were being shown with the snarky commentary were a violation of the terms of service. And the McMansion Hell blogger took the site down. Uh, she was, I think, an, an, you know, not a professional blogger. She was just doing it for right. fun, got right. a little nervous, but tweeted about it and uh, – was getting some advice there. Uh, Gizmodo was covering this, um, but Gizmodo noted that Zillow had its own photo problems in February when a federal jury ordered the site to pay $8.3 million, with an M, uh, dollars in copyright infringement to a photo company because I guess they were kind of using this company. So maybe Zillow was just kind of oh, I gotcha. yeah, having a little sort of yeah. angry revenge moment just on the little, poor McMansion yeah. Hell blogger. Yeah, but uh, she she was getting some advice from some legal people, so so maybe uh, she'll be able to get the site uh, back online. Now, Facebook. Facebook, I've heard yes, of Yes, uh, a few people use it. Um, yep. They are getting into the scripted television business along oh, with Apple and everyone else. According to people familiar with the matter, you know, those people who are always familiar with matters yes, and comment to the yeah, press. absolutely. Uh, these people say the social network has been talking to Hollywood studios and agencies about producing TV quality shows and perhaps even debuting some of this original programming by late summer. Very accelerated timeline. Hold on a second. So five years from now at the Emmy Awards, we could literally be hearing a Facebook show winning a, an Emmy. Yeah, it shows by Facebook, Apple... Snap's doing, you know, they. so it, it could all be these media companies that are doing the, the scripted content. Um, <sighs> Facebook is also seeking short form uh, material, uh, mostly unscripted, uh, that could run for 10 minutes in the spotlight section of its videos. And uh, a few other things, uh, Facebook is declining to comment on any of this. They're probably really mad at the people who have knowledge of the matter who right, are right, blabbing right. to the blogs, but Facebook's like, no, we're not saying anything, so... I don't know. I'm not we'll sure. Find I'm out not, I'm not, you don't uh, want to go watch TV on Facebook? I don't want to watch TV on Facebook. I don't want to watch TV on Snapchat. I don't want to watch TV on like – I barely want to watch TV at home. Yeah. I don't even watch TV. I actually watch Netflix pretty much. Yeah. And have some you other up services. with the American Jet? No, I have not. I have not. Yeah. I have to wait until it gets on Netflix. I could go in another direction, but you the, know – They're paying the money for it? Uh, they're not paying the money yeah, for yeah. it basically, but yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be good. Yeah, all right. Good. So, well, you know, there's plenty of other things to watch in Absol- the meantime. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I yes. still haven't watched The Crown. you got to watch that, man, because season two is coming up. I man. haven't even watched Downtown Abbey. Really? Yeah. You have yeah. not? I have not watched it. You're going to love that one. They're going to make a movie next year. They're all over the place. Yeah, Well, course. they realized it was a franchise that had some fans. So. Does it have, like, explodey parts? Um, explodey parts for maybe Edwardian England. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, and then the season enough. two, I think you will find some explosions. Nice, uh, good. Because there's a, a great war, uh, a great war in the middle of it. Yeah, there's some explosions there. Yeah. But uh, you like to test new software, don't you? Uh, it's one of my favorite things. Yes. Have you uh, downloaded the test version of iOS 11 yet? Uh, 
I have not. Yes, that I uh, must say I have not. For anyone out there who is interested in doing this, uh, if you are in the Apple beta software program, you can get it now. I guess Apple popped out iOS 11 uh, earlier this week. You know uh, who is downloading it? If it's the beta program, Spiros. No, really? Superfan Spiros. Oh, hi, Spiros. Yeah, Spiros. he's probably already, like, giving them 15 bucks. Yeah, reports let us and, know. Let us know. Yes. Uh, for people who are considering it, uh, the software works on the iPhone 5S and later, the iPad Air and later, the iPad Mini 2 and later, and the only sixth-generation iPod Touch, because all the other iPod they, Touches before those were... Uh, don't count. Yeah. They don't count. O- only the latest, and they I don't think they put out a new iPod Touch in years. I was so. just going to say, I didn't realize they still made them. Yeah. But a lot of older hardware, uh, again, uh, the, we're going to talk about this later in the show, but mm-hmm. Apple is moving to fully 64-bit with its hardware and its software, and so a lot of these older iPhones aren't going to be able to run iOS 11. So That's not if cool. you have a 5S or later, you're in the club, but every, like iPhone 5, off the bus. Off the bus. Get out of here. Yeah, they're, they're just Boot. not sentimental about it anymore. It's like, yeah. get out. Yeah, they don't care. Yes, um, Apple did not do so well in the new repairability report put out this week by iFixit and Greenpeace. So, you know, we love our buds at iFixit there. Yes, indeed. Those organizations have released a list of 44 devices from 17 manufacturers that ranked how easy or difficult it is for consumers to do their own repairs. You're a repairy guy. I, I know am you definitely stuff a repair guy. To, to yeah. do. Uh, while some Apple Gear was ranked decently, others not so much thanks to use of adhesive and difficult-to-open cases. I know we talked about the AirPods being wadded oh, with glue. Joke, uh, what a joke those AirPods are. But uh, hardware from Fairphone, Dell, and HP got very good rankings, uh, proved easier to fix, and some of those companies even provided repair manuals and spare parts for people who As wanted they to fix should. their own stuff. As so. they should. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for if you can, like, Big time. get some more life out of it, keep it out of the landfill. If it takes Absolutely. $5 worth of parts and a little bit of your time. That's what I'm trying to do with my cheese grater, but it's not cooperating. You just got to get the right mix of parts in there. Absolutely. It'll happen. I look okay. forward to hearing about the, the mighty the cheese grater. The mighty cheese grater. Yes, and finally. Already? Well, we, still we just have, started. We still have more show to do. Wow, okay, fair enough. All right, and finally. And finally. Two anniversaries of note this week. Uh, First, uh, the ATM had its 50th birthday. The ATM? The first cash machine was unveiled at a Barclays Bank branch in Enfield, London on June 27th, 1967. 67? Yeah, there is black and white footage. The BBC has them on their site that I'll link to. It it was a very clunky looking thing. It was basically a drawer in a wall, and you put in a code, and you got to pull out this drawer with some some pound notes in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it would be like the size of a building or something like that. Well, it it was a significant part of the wall. It wasn't it was, like those okay. quick little uh, standalone ones yeah, you see yeah, in the bodega yeah, yeah. that are skimming yeah. your debit card. But, <laughs> but they are um, this, and they had pictures of people like coming up, and they were, and they, you know, of course, dressed to the nines to use the bowler ATM hats. And bowler hats, come on, please. I think there were some bowler. I think nice. there were, were some double-breasted suits. Of uh, we'll, we'll put a link to the clip up. But I didn't realize it was fifty years old, and I think there was another story on the BBC that they are still arguing about who actually invented the ATM. To two really? Scottish guys are saying, "No, it was me. No, it was me. I did this." And I'll link to that story as well. It just seems appropriate. And they're probably cussing like oh, wonderful, yeah. like very vivid color. Yes, yes. The, the very, uh, yes, I like it. Peter Capaldi level. Yes, cussing. absolutely. So, so that was the first anniversary. And on June 26, 1997, the first book in what was to become a fairly popular seven novel epic adventure was published in the United Kingdom. I know this one. Which one? Harry Potter? Yes. Yes. And as it was published over there, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, I believe they called it Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when the book came out here in the States in 98. I don't, I still don't understand why they did that. I don't know. I think America, maybe 
you know, sorcerer, I think, is going to get more Americans' attention because I think philosopher, and anyone's going to be at Aristotle. I'm not going to read that. But <laughs> sorcerers, man. Because Americans, we're dumb. Yeah. We, yeah, just, we can't handle the big We want to go straight for the action, oh, you know? Man. Is there a car chase in this book? No, I'm not going to read it. Yeah, they- so... Um, <laughs> A car chase in the book. Yeah. I like that. You know, people, we love our car chases. Uh, so Harry Potter <laughs> and the- those po- screeching noises? Eee, in the book. Lots of them ease. In your head. Lots yes. of ease, yes. So, and, and the BBC, again, because uh, they were all over this anniversary too, yeah. they had some uh, videotape footage. It was a sort of grainy 90s before we all went high def uh, video yeah. where they went and they talked to, as she was known then, Joanne Rowland in a coffee shop. And she talked about, oh, I've you know, the first book's out. It was my proudest moment to see a real book in a real book shop. The second one's coming out next year and I'm writing the third one. And she was very, still very humble about it. And they said, oh, what are your plans for this year? I said, well, I've got seven books planned. And in the second one, he's going to discover he has a magical power. And it just made it so clear that she had this whole thing. She had it all mapped out. All seven volumes in her head and was going to town. And and it became probably the biggest children's series, uh, at least in the 20th and 21st centuries. It's huge. It still is. Yeah. and My daughter's the, reading them now. Yeah. And the books and the movies, I think, were equally popular. And it's still going on. You, you can... There's fine Harry Potter shops and go get your Ravenclaw sweatshirt yeah. and they oh, have the full franchise. Don't get me started on Universal. Yeah. In Orlando. Oh, yeah, because they have the theme park. They have the theme park too. and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, so, so a big week for anniversaries. I was all goofy and waving my wand around and making things happen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I have no shame. Yeah, no. I'm I, well, proud. I'm glad you ended. Were you, were you nice to the... To the goblins and the always. house elves? Yeah. I'm always nice to goblins. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time there. <laughs> and you had some butterbeer? I did not try butterbeer. Yeah. I just the sound of it doesn't really, you know, two words that I remember. Yeah, well, like, every time I'm at the movie theater, yeah. you say that butter dispense. It makes me think of butterbeer. Yeah, and there you not, go. Yeah. There you all right. But um, for anyone out there who would like to know more about all the stories we talked about uh, in the news section today, including uh, clips of uh, Harry Potter and the ATM, uh, we will have those <laughs> on our show page at... PopTechJam.com. That was going to be the eighth book, Harry Potter. I was just going to say, you beat me to the joke, because I I wouldn't really want to read that one. (laughs) Harry Potter at the ATM. Yeah, well, you know, he got right. It was a magical ATM. It was a magical ATM. All right. Well, as we mentioned uh, in the earlier segment, iOS 11, it's in beta now. It's coming out this fall. Spiros. Yes. Uh, hi, Spiros. Going to be a lot of big changes uh, coming uh, to the Apple hardware. I don't uh, like change. I know you don't, don't like do change, change. But, but you like progress, right? I love progress. But All I right. Don't like well, change. well, sometimes, you know, you got to have one or the other. So anyway, Apple has made this decision that they are moving to a fully 64-bit world. They started putting in 64-bit processors in their hardware, mm-hmm. you know, these processors that can handle so much more data than the old 32-bit processors. Right. And that's all well and good, but part of the problem is a lot of the apps that came out when the iPhone first debuted in uh, 20, excuse me, a lot of the apps that first came out when the iPhone came out in 2007 are still 32-bit. And a lot of the creators, maybe they haven't been so good with updating. A lot of the bigger companies have. They have upgraded their apps to Mm 64-bit, but there are still a ton of uh, software programs out there, and you can still get them in the App Store, that are 32-bit only. Yeah. Are fart apps apps still big? 
Uh, I'm I, pretty I, sure they're not going to be updated to 64-bit. Yeah, well, yeah, the 64-bit fart app. Do you remember well, when they first started and it was it. like every, the biggest things were like fart apps and things like that? Yeah, it was sort that? of fart apps and, and weather. Yeah, um, and weather apps. Because they knew people wanted to know the weather um, and, <laughs> and then your sound effects. Uh, yes, exactly. So, and I was looking uh, at my phone because you, you may have seen that message that you get now I do, yeah, where you always like, oh, this app is not going to work in the new version because they started out so they said, oh, this app will slow you down and then the next uh, iOS update this app's not going to work anymore you know the creator needs to update it or you're just going to have to to get rid of it is basically what the message is telling you and the next one is this app will open up a wormhole and destroy the universe yes and the, the fabric of time and space it will, will be rip split asunder. and you will, yeah the, the pants of time and space will rip and you will fall through <laughs> so so it's going to um <laughs> It's, it's just I like be, the way you think, JD. You know, it's a visual thing. It is a visual. Uh, but Apple wants people to know about this, so they've been flashing this message, and then they have done this thing. Which, unless you have really dug around in your settings, maybe you haven't noticed it. But mm-hmm. if you go into your settings, you can tell just what apps are sort of on the the guillotine platform here. For, oh, I did not know this. Yes. Uh, so if you want to find out which apps, I want to find out are not going to be working after iOS 11 hits your phone. Go into your settings icon from the home screen. Okay, I can do that. And once you get there, select general. General, okay. And then uh, go to about. A boot. A boot, yes. As they say up up north. Up north. And then once you're in the about menu, uh, tap applications, and you should see an app compatibility list of all the things that are not going to work after iOS 11 comes out this fall or whenever. Holy moly, I got like two, four, six apps that aren't going to work. Yeah, and these are apps that are still 32-bit. The creators have not actively updated them to 64-bit yet. I've seen a few where they have done new versions and you have to download completely different versions of the app or you and have to charge, buy it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, but I have something called Swanko Lab. Oh, yeah, that was a photo program. That was a photo uh, program. Yeah, you did, did like a little uh, darkroom thing. Yeah, and I got a zero shake, which was a video thing. Yeah. Photo size, which was just yeah. like, because back in the day, you really couldn't tell what size the photos were. Yes. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's so, cool. so these, these apps and are. What? Photoshop Touch. Yes, which I think PS Adobe Touch. has been... Um, they killed it. Yeah. Yes, they, they have been revamping a lot of their mobile wear. Well, that is very useful. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I was most upset to see Robot Unicorn Attack uh, <laughs> from Adult Swim was not making the cut here. That's pretty awful. That's that was, just wrong. It was my favorite game. It was my niece's favorite game. We played go. it for... Yes, yeah, so, so so sad times there. So if you see a bunch of apps on this list that you really love, maybe go to the App Store, see if there is a new version that's just not... Uh, being advertised to you, or look in the suggested apps. If you're looking for another robot unicorn game or something, if it doesn't find one, it'll give you suggestions for apps that maybe this isn't quite what you were looking for, but it might do in a pinch. Oh, yeah. If you tap right on it, it uh, it takes you right to the app store. Yeah. So so that's one way. So Apple is just giving people several months notice that things are going to change, and if you update your system... These apps are not going to come along for the ride. So anyone uh, who is concerned about this, definitely take a look in your uh, phone in that apps area. Now, another thing Apple is doing because of, you know, got to change everything. Uh, There's a new version of Mac OS that will be coming down the pipe soon. um, And uh, they are going to start kicking 32-bit apps off of Mac OS before too long as well. Wow. Uh, This one's a little bit farther in the future for the desktop system. uh, But they're starting to say uh, in in the fall of uh, 2019 – Thinking that they want to have all 32-bit apps out of there. Is there a way? Is there a way to find out what what's 32 and what's uh, 64? There is, and I will tell you. <laughs> it's almost uh, like we planned it. Yes, it is. It's like I love it when a plan comes there together, you go. even 12 percent of a plan. <laughs> 
So the 64-bit uh, requirement, uh, if this is making Mac users nervous, because desktop software is generally more expensive and yes. harder to finagle onto your machine Absolutely. than a mobile app. That is true. So if you are concerned about uh, what you may have to, to worry about soon, uh, what you can do is go to the Apple menu, select the About This Mac thing, and then uh, in the little box that comes up, click System Report. Mm. And in the window that uh, will eventually open, um, you can see all of these elements of your system and then just click on uh, Software in the left-hand column and then Applications. And the Mac's going to go through and audit everything that's on your computer. And eventually it will draw a list of everything that is 32-bit or 64-bit and stuff that you may have on there. That doesn't even work anymore, like old classic apps. Mm, mm. So it gives that's you cool. complete list. You have to wait for a little while for it to figure out everything that's on your system. Got but then the you get the list there, there you and go. so you can, and a lot of like not so old Adobe stuff. I think like CS6 uh, is still 32-bit, uh, and some of the Adobe installers they have since gone to the to the cloud solution. So. Right, right. You know, if you're using Adobe software from maybe five years ago, you might have a problem. But this will get some people's attention. And That's in addition to one, yeah. uh, the demise of 32-bit apps, Apple is also putting a new file system in place, too, where they have uh, done a lot of work on just how the hard drive should catalog files. And that will probably have an effect for photographers who worry about metadata uh, on mm-hmm. their photos. So. That's right. So uh, Petapixel had a huge uh, story on this just for photographers specifically about things that you might want to take a look at to make sure that your photos are not messed with if you upgrade to future versions of Mac OS and all of a sudden you got a new file system and, hey, what's it done to my photo stuff? I wish there was a way we could link to that. I know. I think. Well, I think we need to get what they call a blog. Nice. I think we got that. And I think we, we need that. to like maybe uh, make a post. Nice. And press put some links on there and make this one of them links. And uh, that's crazy talk. I don't that's know. Just crazy but talk. I think we should do it. So, so in theory, if we did this, uh, where will yeah. we put it? What would you use uh, this address? I would call it uh, poptechjam.com. I think I would, too. I think that would nice. really work. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, so for people who are concerned about what may be happening to their Apple software on the mobile or the desktop, mm-hmm. what was that address again? Poptechjam.com. Check it out. Be Check, safe. Check be warned. Out. Be warned. And now we have to go. Yeah, we do. We got to go, but we got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, if you think it, they'll build it. Wow, I bet they do baseball fields. Too. <laughs> and uh, we like to thank the listeners, including the ones who come to visit us in person. Yay! Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Yes, and uh, anyone out there uh, who has downloaded us, who has streamed us, who has just found us laying around on yeah, a file, absolutely. thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And uh, we do have one programming note. Next week is a holiday. In the U.S. In the U.S., yes. I right. uh, must clarify that. Yes. And uh, because of that, uh, you're going to be on vacation. And I'm going to be in the woods. Yes, you're going to be on the woods camping with bears yep, and stuff, with right? with bears and flies and all sorts of things. They call it nature. Nature, that's yes. what it's called, yes. And I will be doing a crazy week at work uh, nice. with a short day. So nice. because of all of these uh, circumstances, uh, we will be off next week yes, from the we show. Will. But we will be back the following week. Ready and rested. Yes, we'll be back in time for Best Deal Day. You won't have missed us at all. <laughs> so until then, the week after next, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a safe and friendly 4th of July if you celebrate it. And if not, just have a rockin' day. Thank you.